Hello, everyone. We have a special episode today. This episode features our firm's principal and co-leader of the National Travel Practice Group, Corinne Wilson, and she will be discussing travel business boards with our firm's managing principal, Steve Kogan. We are very excited to have Corinne and Steve join us on this episode, so we hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Inside in Indian Country podcast, your premier source of accounting and business discussions affecting Indian country. Presented by REDW. Hello, I'm Corinne Wilson, Principal and National Co-Tribal Practice Leader at REDW. And with us today is our firm's managing principal, Steve Kogan. Today, we're going to be discussing tribal business boards and why tribes might establish separate business boards or corporations for their businesses. This is a topic that is discussed widely in Indian country, and often there's a lot of questions around how that works and why would you do it and what should you expect out of such separate boards and corporate entities. So we thought we'd answer some of those questions that we commonly get from our clients in regards to establishing these separate boards. So one of the first questions that we are asked many times is, why would a tribe establish a tribal business board? So a tribe, as in corporate America, creates boards to oversee its particular business activities and protect the assets of that business and ensure that the stakeholders, who's the tribe, receive a decent return on their investment or some profits. For Indian country, there's often additional reasons, of course. Many tribes also have and create businesses to provide employment to their members or promote some other economic activities that are needed within their reservation. Usually tribes create these separate boards or corporations so that they can ensure that that business is a success and that there are people that are actually paying attention to that particular business so that it meets the council's objectives for that particular reason to have that business. We understand and we know that council members are have full plates and are really busy with all the things on their agendas and activities that they have to take care of for the whole reservation. It's hard for them to focus and really dedicate the time and attention to ensuring that their businesses are profitable and sustainable for the long run. So having a separate board is really a good idea so that they can ensure that the proper expertise is overseeing that business. Steve, who do you think should be members of a board? Well, tribal business boards, Corinne, should have individuals who have industry expertise, but um, should also include individuals with specific legal, um, sometimes human resources, um, regulatory, and particularly financial expertise is really important. If possible, tribes should also include at least one member of their community, somebody with a unique per- community perspective, since the business is tribally owned. You know, you mentioned uh, how busy tribal councils are. You know, with, with all the new federal funding and new programs and changing programs, and you know, probably will continue into the foreseeable future. Tribal councils are really busy with those sort of things. So, you know, yet another reason to have a business board that can focus on the particular enterprise. Another question we get is what are some of the responsibilities of a business board? The board has a fiduciary responsibility to to oversee the assets and returns and financial statements of the business. They also have a responsibility to hire and, and oversee the CEO 
or the executive that runs the business and to manage business and regulatory risks. Um, you know, as Corinne said, they're they're there to help sure make sure that the business doesn't lose money for its its tribal stakeholders. It's it's also important for the board to focus on the vision and the strategy and and the leadership that serves the community. There should be corporate bylaws that define the powers and responsibilities of the board. You know, we've noticed that boards get they get too much involved in the details of the operations of the business or too much involved in the personnel manners of the of the business you know, really are much less effective. So that focus on what are the roles and responsibilities of the board members is so important. Oh, I agree. And another good question that we often are posed or asked is, what is what does that mean when you say return on investments or return on assets? So tribes or corporations invest, right, when you start a business with things like your building, your equipment, sometimes land, sometimes there's a lease back to the tribe, and some initial startup costs, maybe you have to get some licenses in place and things like that. So sometimes there might even be research and development type costs that you can capitalize. So when you add all those costs together of starting up a business, then you kind of project out from your revenues and expenditures, what are the returns going to be and how long does it take you to pay off that initial investment and what kind of percent of return do you get on that? And so return on investment is really something that's done initially so that you kind of project out what you think this is going to, this business is going to do financially and how long it's going to take you to pay it back. And then you monitor that as you go. And so it's very important to understand what those initial assumptions were and projections were, but then equally as important is comparing where you actually are as you as the business progresses so you know how it's doing. And obviously there's sometimes adjustments here and there made because you are, are actually operating and you have to make adjustments, but actually being able to monitor that and knowing that you're getting that return back is really key. So having these business models and budgets in place should be developed so that the board can understand where it's at to plan or to what you had budgeted. And again, things are going to happen. And so you just need to be able to react quickly, especially in business. Businesses have to be able to react timely. So knowing where you are financially every month is key and being able to monitor where you are with your financial projections is very key to making sure you have a successful business. Another question we often get is what kind of expectations should a tribe have for a board member? So People on board should be people that have an expertise in that particular type of business would be really, really helpful. Um, also, if there's any particular regulatory issues, you know, we I think we often in any country can think of like gaming boards. We always send people at gaming boards to trainings to understand the regulations. Um, there's a, a, a oversight regulatory commission that gets training. So when, it, when there's a regulation, healthcare is another regulated industry, um, some types of manufacturing. So there could be a whole plethora of regulations around any particular business that a business would need to comply with and ensure that it's maintaining its regulatory compliance or licensings in some cases. So understanding how what that compliance is, but also at the same time and really understanding how that business makes money. How does the money come in? <laughs> what money is going out? And what are your nets for, net profits, hopefully, from, from those operations is really critical. 
the other part about that is that businesses will always need capital to invest in more of its capital. So for instance, in a hotel that, you know, your sheets and bed linens only last so many years, mattresses only last so many years. You always have to replenish capital to keep your properties and your businesses fresh and going. And so, you know, how do you reserve for those capital costs down the road? What's the life of those things? And when, when do you need to replenish them? And having enough profit set aside for those capital reserves is another important piece of understanding that any business. So having those business interests and monitoring of those is really, really key. The other thing is board members hopefully don't have a conflict of interest with the business and that if they don't have that specific business expertise for that particular business, they, they should be able to get it. Some training for that board. And as long as they've got the, you know, the acumen to learn about that business and, and be able to really understand it, that's really what, what you need. So because they really do need to understand the business. So when they have conversations and are monitoring their CEO, they feel comfortable that they can understand what's going on with the business. So those are some of the key things that we think that board members should be able to fulfill their responsibilities for. Another question we often get is, uh, should a board report to council? Or what is the relationship with, between a, a business board and council? Many tribes structure their business or corporate boards to have some sort of annual or maybe periodic report of financial information and performance reports to the council or the members. Oftentimes, uh, those reports include progress, as Corinne talked about. How are things coming on the purpose of the particular business? How are the profits coming along? Now, this is really similar to corporate boards um, outside Indian country, um, boards who have annual meetings and, and report to their shareholders. And best practices would be for corporate boards to have really open communication with the tribe and the community and the, the reports are really focused and on point, looking at financial performance and other performance goals in an effort to sometimes serve the community, in other cases to create uh, additional employment, possibly um, in many cases, as Corinne points out, to generate economic resources for the tribe. There's also, we get a lot of questions sometimes about what are the powers of a board Corinne mentioned some of their roles and responsibilities, but boards have the ability to acquire debt, um, to borrow money. Sometimes that's with a threshold that would require some council approval if it's over a certain amount. They often set requirements for capital reserves within the industry standards. Corinne mentioned it, but they over, uh, ensure oversight of regular regulatory requirements. And those regulatory requirements could be tribal regulatory requirements or federal or other applicable requirements. The board should oversee the hiring of the CEO or the executive leader of the enterprise. And it's really important in this situation that the, count, that the board isn't getting in the details of the employment of all the employees in the, in the particular business. And then the, the board has an opportunity to ensure that standard business practices and capital plans and profits are planned and monitored. And board members should be really familiar with their corporate bylaws, understanding of their roles and responsibilities. Yes, so, so the board really has powers outlined in each of its corporate bylaws, and so understanding those is really important. And one of the ones that we've seen in, in well-developed boards also in corporate entities is, is having a strategic plan requirement so that 
the, the entity does come up with what is its vision and mission and what, how does that result in the performance of the business and the, the ongoing viability or longevity of that business. And so a strategic plan helps you develop all of that so that you can ensure the sustainability and hopefully growth of the business. And then that also will help with in your communication with the tribe because businesses are a part of the tribe and there's very many intersections with the tribe that any business particularly if it's on reservation will need to communicate with the tribe on it could be land and infrastructure issues it could be you know overall economic and budgeting um, issues some separate boards will have the power to go into debt others will need the tribe to approve its debt or maybe even approve its its budgets every year or capital reserves or capital spend. So communicating and figuring out what those powers are, how that works into your strategic plan, and then what those communications are, can all those things can be covered in your strategic planning so that you kind of have what you're planning for a year, three to five to 10 years out. What are the needs and, and sustainability strategic goals that you need to have in place so that the board can then monitor management to those. So essentially the board is, is approving that overall strategic plan and then having the CEO carry that out and then they monitor what the CEO is doing by the re- reporting of the CEO. And then having you know those things in place, the process, if you will, is to, if there is a question or an issue of the business or somebody, because inevitably you're, you will have community members go to somebody on a board who has a question about that business, whether it's an employment issue or anything else. So what is the process that you've established, the board has established to, to deal with any of those issues? Typically it's you know, go through management, develop something so management can deal with all those things and the board can communicate with the CEO and the CEO can communicate with the board without having to have the board get into the operational aspects. And um, But having that more of a reporting and a mutual respect for each other's roles in place through their processes. So having those things developed um, in your strategic plan is always a good, good strategy so that helps the board keep out of the the day-to-day operations. So we really, if you haven't implemented a strategic plan for your separate business or board, we really recommend that to happen. We are proud to say at REDW that we do lots of trainings with boards, helping them and working with their attorneys many times on their corporate structure, organizational structure, putting together charters and processes for making sure some of these things are in place, conflict of interest policies, those kind of leadership issues. We're happy to um, at any time help any tribe out with looking at creating a new organizational structure and entity or the corporate governance of a separate business or program. Steve, do you have anything else to add as we close today? No, no thank you, Corinne. But um, the, the corporate board is so important to the success of tribal businesses. And as Corinne mentioned, training and learning around those and having clear goals and, and plans is so important. And uh, Corinne's, Corinne does a wonderful job and our team can help with those kind of things. I think we all do. We have some great people in our firm and, and we're happy to help anyone out the best we can because we're really... Our heart is in to see Indian country strive to be very successful and to thrive with their businesses. So thank you for your time today, and we wish you the best of success in any of your business endeavors. Thank you for listening. We hope this time has benefited you. 
For more information or to connect, please visit redw.com.